Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Swarfcast. Before we start, we have a quick favor to ask you. If you love the show, please rate it and write a review on your podcast app or tell somebody about it. It really makes a difference for us and we'd appreciate it. Okay, on with the show. For many years, I would look at machines that were for sale and I would just dream man, it'd be so cool to have one in my garage. But it, it's a lot more difficult than that, you know? Once you start thinking about everything that it takes to run a shop, to actually have your own shop, it, it's a lot. This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graff. Today's podcast is an American dream story. Our guest is Dulio Arellano owner of Premier Swiss, a Tornos shop in Rockford, Illinois, which he founded in 2017. Dulio came to the United States from Mexico when he was 18 years old. After working in various machine shops, he got a job as a technician at Tornos USA. At Tornos, he developed skills and relationships that gave him the foundation to start his own business at the age of 34. Looking for a screw machine, rotary transfer machine, or CNC machine? Graf Pinkert's got you covered. When you're buying any used machine, you're taking a risk. So it's important to buy from someone who knows their stuff and who is going to give you straight information about what you're buying. Graf Pinkert is a family-owned firm that's been dedicated to selling great machine tools to the turn parts industry for 75 years. It specializes in the top multi-spindle brands, including Index, Schutte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.graffpinkert.com. That's www.graffpinkert.com. I am really, really happy to have Dulio Arayano, founder and owner of Premier Swiss, on the show today. Welcome, Dulio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I met Dulio, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a year or two ago. We were doing something with Tornos Swiss, and somehow we got connected with him. Uh, maybe he was working for Tornos at the time, but he was... He was a fountain of information, and he's been a, a really interesting, important person to know. So I'm really glad that we got to reconnect on this. So I want to talk about your company, and I want to get a little bit of background on you, how you got into this business. First, just give me a real brief summary of Premier Swiss and, and what you guys do. Well, we're a machine shop, and it's a... Uh general machine shop no we don't produce a, a specific product mm-hmm. sort of a contractor like a job shop a job shop yeah and you mainly run tornos swiss machines i only run tornos right now yes all right because often people hear machine cnc machine shop and they think you know mazak or all kinds of stuff mail slates yeah it's strictly Swiss right now. And which uh, Tornos machines do you guys have? 
So I have the older generation, uh, the three different sizes, Deco 10, Deco 13, and Deco 20. Okay. And you're talking like early 2000s, late 90s? Early 2000s, yeah. Okay. Um, And now uh, you've had quite a journey to lead you to starting this company. So I want to want to go through that. Uh, are you from Chicago? Uh, no, I moved here about five years ago in the suburbs. I was living uh, in Rockford, Illinois. Okay. I would say since um, I was like 18. And where were you born? I was born in Mexico. Oh, okay. And when did you come to the United States? It was 2001, I believe, 2000, 2001. I was 18 years old when I came here. Okay, interesting. And so you came here, you had family here or you came with some family? My brother was here and my father was here. Okay. My father, he was living mostly here since he was very young and he wanted to bring us since we were kids. but. Um, going through the right process to come into the United States is a very long process. So we had to wait a long time, but uh, it finally happened. Yeah, probably harder now even. So then you were here, you got here when you were 18. And, um, and what did you do then when you got here for, for work or school? or? I really wanted to go to school, but um, it was not possible right away. Like to go to regular college, university? Um, yeah. And then um, I took a few jobs that were temporary, uh, nothing solid. When I, when I was 20, I started working for this one company, which is one of the jobs I consider a solid job. And I was there for eight years until I got into CNC. What was the job? It's a company that makes pressure pipes, whether for... Um, water lines for a whole town or even for tunnels. In fact, there is several tunnels in the Chicago area that we produce those uh, pipes for the tunnels. Interesting. So it was somewhat like technical, physical job, hands-on. Yeah, it was more physical. Um, It was more physical. I mean, there is machinery there, but there is uh, no CNC machinery. It's, It's more of a uh, for example, there is machinery to roll the steel, produce the tube, and there is uh, welders that weld it together to create the uh, steel tube. And then from there, there is other processes where they put concrete in molds. So it's a lot of physical work, yeah. Okay. And then then you had a shift in your profession. So tell everybody what, what happened next. Yeah. My brother has always believed in education. He always wanted to go to college. He always wanted to get a degree. And he was always pushing me to do uh, something, to take anything, to go to school. And uh, I did took some classes prior to that, but there was more of a need. Um, Obviously, when I came here, I didn't speak the language. Um, So I had to learn English. So I took several courses here and there, Mm -hmm. but nothing to focus on getting a degree. So when I was working there, I was comfortable. I was making decent money for my age. Um, so I kind of put school to the side and just, you know. You were content. Yeah, I was content with what I had. 
and he kept insisting. Uh, and he's the one that told me about CNC machines. He's the one that did the investigation and uh, was showing me the machines. And well, what was he doing? Uh, he was also going to school. For for, for but he was going. Uh, he was trying to back then. He was trying to get his uh, associate's degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just general at that point. All right. Uh, but he was still going to school. Um, we both held a full-time job where we were working 10 to 12 hours a day. Oy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So he says, Dulio, there's, you know, CNC, a place you can get some CNC education. You might want to try this, et cetera. Um, and and then, then what happened? Yeah, he, he actually said that. He said it was a very interesting feel and... I never did anything, and at one point he just came into the house and said, "I just signed you up for classes. You're gonna start this date." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and literally, how is that's how it happened? Um, I was like, "Okay," and I went to the classes, and that's how I started. Okay, so fast forward many years later, you're working as a technician at Tornos. How did you get from there to starting your own shop? To me, the way it happened, and, and it wasn't meant uh, to happen like that, but now that I go look back and, and think about it, um, it's the biggest part of it. When I went to any customers working at Tornos, I always wanted to leave giving a good reputation of my name. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to make sure the customer was happy. Um, I also wanted to create a relationship. I just didn't want to go there and do a job and leave, you know. Um, I made a lot of friends uh, doing that job and people that I still talk to. Yeah. So you, so, so networking is one of your strengths. Exactly, yeah. Um, so after I worked at Tornos for four and some years, I was happy at Tornos. But I knew in the back of my head I wanted to do that. And one occasion I walked into a company. I wasn't thinking of buying a machine there or anything. I just went there to do a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to do a programming class uh, for um, a customer in Michigan that bought a, uh, a new multi. Okay. And had you had experience now on the, on the multi spindles from Tornos? Yeah, uh, I did work a lot on the multis, especially in the late uh, or the second two years of my time at Hornos. Which ones? Which the multi-Swiss or the... The multi-Swiss in particular. Listeners, do you have an idea for a future episode of Swarfcast? Or is your company interested in advertising on the Swarfcast podcast? If so, please send us an email at swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. So here you are. You've done some good networking. And what was the first machine you bought? I bought a Deco 10. A Deco 10, okay. Yeah. I wasn't planning on buying it. Like I said, I walked into this uh, customer to do some training. And the first thing he tells me is after introducing himself was, uh, 
he hands me a USB drive and says, uh, I have a machine for sale. Do you know anybody that is interested? Interesting. And I said, okay, I'll take a look and let you know. I did my class. Uh, I went to the hotel. I opened up the pictures of the machine. And that's how it started. I mean, I came back to him and said, well, you know. What do you want for it? Yeah, exactly. What did he, how, much, how much did he want for it? Can you tell me? Um, he didn't give me a price. I pretty much named the price. Uh, he asked me to make an offer. Interesting. What, what did you offer for it? You don't have to tell me. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, I mean, this is what we do. So. <laughs> yeah, well, um, if you think of uh, Deco 10, and if you think of a very rare price that you see in a used Deco 10, uh, that's where it would be. Okay. Yeah. 10 grand? Um, low 20s. Low 20s. Okay. So, very cool. So, you, okay. So, you bought this machine and you were still working for Tornos. Yes. And then, then where did you go from there? Did you go in the back of your mind? I know somebody who might need a part done or... Um, no. At that point, what came to my mind was to make educational videos. Interesting. I started a channel on YouTube and make videos about programming the machine, make videos about uh, how to program it, how to set up, how to give him tips on, on what to do with this, what to do with that. Yeah, because there isn't that much on Swiss, it seems like. No, there it's, is not. It's a lot, just normal Haas stuff. And Lately, I've seen um, uh, videos too, but there is not much. So did you do this? Did you start your YouTube channel? No, I never got to that. <laughs> Well, the first thing I did when I came back was, uh, where am I going to put it? <laughs> I already bought this machine. Now I need to find a place to put it because um, I'm in the suburbs. I'm in an apartment. And I mean, obviously, I need to find a place. And so I started looking for a place because I had already bought it. And So the guy, one of the reasons the guy wanted to sell it was because he wanted it out of there. Uh, not necessarily. I think he had it um, in a warehouse. It wasn't producing anymore. It was um, a store in a warehouse. But you decided you need, you wanted it near you. So, so yeah. then what did you do? I ended up finding a place, very small. I think it was like 1,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. In, in the suburbs of Chicago, in the north suburbs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was in West Chicago. Okay. And initially, uh, it was difficult to find a... a, a per se, a building um, in an industrial area. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to go through to actually get a, a building. But um, so I was looking through Craigslist and I saw a guy that was uh, renting um, space to store your car. Interesting. So I drove there to talk to the guy and I asked him how much he was charging per car. And he told me, well, it's $50 per month. Ah. Through the winter. Shrewd. So I said, okay, um, how many cars can you fit in there? <laughs> well, I can fit five. How many you have? So I said, okay, five, that's 250. Um, I told him, well, I'll give you 500 if you let me use the whole unit. And 
He said, that's yours. <laughs> five, 500 a month or 500 for the winner? 500 a month. He was charging $50 per car a month. And it was a heated place? It was a heated place, yeah. That was very, very smart. <laughs> yeah. What did he What did he say when you were like, actually, I don't have a car. I have this uh, crazy uh, machine that looks a little bit like a spaceship. And uh, was he like... Yeah. He, he did ask me what I was going to do with it. And I tried to explain to him. But even even after I explained to him, he he didn't know what that was. He said, "Yeah, that's fine. Whatever it is." I had a guy that was uh, I had a guy that was welding there before, so you know uh, he had all kinds of machinery in there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a very clean unit either. I mean, it was dusty. It was not. But it did the job. It did the job, yeah, and I was happy with it. I mean, I was just happy to have a place to put my machine. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, so you get your machine in there, and then what happened? The first thing I do is um, I install the machine, and it wasn't that easy because I'm used to working with a brand-new machine. It's 10, 15 years newer. Ah, okay. Software is, is not the same. Uh, because in your old shops, you hadn't worked with an older Tornos. No, so no. all the Tornoses you had worked with were like the A machines and... Brand new. Uh, yeah, brand new machines, brand new uh, multis. Uh, you program and the control if you want to. Uh, uh, you got all the nice things. And so that's the first thing I had to figure out how to use it because was it hard to, to sort of go back to the more rudimentary technology or did you figure it out pretty fast no I, I figured it out pretty fast uh, I think after I had the machine installed and, and running it took me a day or two to figure out how to load the programs into it how to set my tooling everything um, it it's, and mainly the loading of the program is was different from the old ones to the new ones. The layout of the tooling, it is almost the same. I mean, the newer ones have a little uh, different things, but... Is it a 9-axis or a 7-axis? It's a 9-axis. And, uh, all right, so you got a spot for the machine. You got the machine. Uh, yeah. You got some, some networking, and then what happens? At first, I start... I designed my own part to um, have something to make on the machine. Interesting. So you didn't even have somebody. You didn't even have a job. You're just like, all right, this is this is the way to start. I'm going to build it. Yes. Very interesting. At first, my thought was to make my own product and make those videos as I make my own product, mm-hmm. and you know, go from there. So the first, I had a list of things that I, I created that I was going to make. Out of the list, maybe there were like 10 parts and I made maybe three. All right. So what kind of part was it? Like what material, what, you know, was it complicated? No, the first one was um, arrow tips for like uh, archery. Interesting. Okay. That one, it was... It's simple. I mean, it's a simple, it's not the complicated ones that have the knives that open and all of that stuff. It was just for practice. So I made some of those and I was experimenting with um, uh, block anodizing. I didn't know 
Because you can't just sell them like that. You have to do the block anodizing so they don't rust. And I was investigating where to send them to to get them block anodized. That's sort of interesting that your sample part, you would decide to have to do a second op anodizing. You'd think you would have done something that you could just take off the machine, but this was a specific thing you wanted to make, huh? Yeah. Um, it was one of the simple simplest parts that I had in my list mm -hmm. and it was one of them that uh, I saw it was uh, sold on eBay and it was sold on other websites very easily ah. and mainly all those that I saw on eBay were China made mm -hmm. so there my marketing idea was US made all right so the thought was that maybe you would sell them direct online yeah yeah Okay, yeah. so it wasn't just like, hey, this is a part I made. This was like something you thought maybe you could sell. Yeah. So then what happened? I was still working at Torno, so I was visiting customers. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to this customer, and, and um, he was struggling finding some nozzles uh, for coolant uh, to direct the coolant to the uh, tool. He, he was having trouble... Uh, Getting decent nozzles, you said? Just finding them, period. Like, he couldn't find a company that would make them. And that was uh, some for the Tornos machine, uh, which had uh, holders through another company. So these other companies in Germany, and he thought it would be more difficult to get them from over there. Uh, so he wanted to find a company in the U.S. that would make them. And you said bingo. Bingo, I said, I'll make him for you. <laughs> and he thought I was joking. And he had Tornos machines himself, right? Yeah, he had just bought uh, two multis. And he had a multi prior to that, a multi-Swiss. Interesting. So this, what he he didn't have any regular like uh, Swiss, Swiss machines for small volume. He was into like big volume. They had both. I think um, he's one of the biggest consumers of Tornos machines. Um, they have, I would say, over 100 SAS machines. Oh, well, after we have this conversation, we're going to have to, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to ask you about that. So he, he thought you were, you were joking. And this is somebody that already had a bunch of machines and expertise. And he hadn't even, he hadn't really thought about it himself. Yeah. Um, Why didn't he go? He Did he go, oh, well, hey, I can make it here. Yeah, he could have. But uh, all their machines are run in production. Mm -hmm. Big shops, they have the capability. They're not going to stop a machine and do this nozzle and, you know. How many did he need? Ten? He didn't really say. And the thing is that um, that's where I learned one of my first mistakes. Um, <laughs> I didn't really made it clear to him, like I am actually gonna make him for you. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's let's talk about a price or anything. So I just got excited. I'm like, I'm just gonna show up with them on Monday, and hopefully he'll buy more. So I went home Friday. So you, you did you did you actually say, hey, just wait till next week. I'll I'll I will return. What what exactly did you say? Well, I think the whole conversation he took uh, as uh, I was playing with him. 
But I did say to him, uh, I'll make some over the weekend and bring them to you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he know that you owned a machine? Or he just thought yeah. you were a tech from Tornos? He, he knew that I own a machine, but I didn't think he knew that I could make it so fast. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can very easily take that as a joke, you know, like, yeah, you bring him on Monday. Um, but I did. I went home. And that Saturday, I work all day in the machine, and Sunday, all day in the machine, and uh, show up on Monday with the nozzles already made. <laughs> and to my surprise, the Friday after I left, he found a small company and he placed <laughs> an order for, I believe it was like $2,500 worth of nozzles. And I was like, what? <laughs> All right. So then, so what did he say to you? Thank you, but no thanks. He feel bad. And uh, uh, he told me, he offered to buy whatever I had made. But he also told me uh, I just bought like $2,500 worth of nozzles. Did he like the nozzles that you made? Yeah, he did. I mean, he actually, they actually put one in the machine because I brought some samples. And I told him, you try this one to see if this is what you want. And this is the operator. The operator put it in the machine and he was like, yeah, they fit perfect. <laughs> and then the engineer kind of came down to the floor and and then he was like, oh, he brought some nozzles. And he was surprised. He was like, what? Had you talked to the boss or you were just talking to the engineer before you? I was just talking to the engineer. Um, okay. I mean, he, he's got the... The management authority kind of to buy that kind of stuff. So it wasn't a need for me to talk to anybody else. And he would have. I mean, I think if I, if I would have made it clear to him, mm -hmm. if I would seriously tell him, you know, I'm serious, I'm going to go home and, and I can make you some for Monday. So what did you sell each part for? I still have those parts in my cabinet. <laughs> I never sold them. Oh, you never sold them, but he no. said that you would buy them. Yeah, but um, I, I just didn't feel... He he would buy what I had. Yeah, and how many did you have? I think I had like four or five. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, might as well so, just keep them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I told him, you know, uh, I should have told you. I had made some, and I think I made like fifty, maybe. It's a great story, though. Yeah. <laughs> how how were you? How did you feel at the time? Were you laughing? Were you like really pissed off? I, I was a little upset at the beginning, but uh, uh, after that, I was like, well, at least I learned something from here. Mm -hmm. You can't just assume that people understand you if you're not clear with what you're doing and what, what you want. <laughs> and that's what happened to me. I mean, I never was mad at them. I was just not clear with them. And I still talk to the guy now. <laughs> All right. So this is this is when, like 2014, 2015? No, this was in 2017, okay. somewhere there. All right, so not very long ago. All right, so then you're like back to the drawing board. And what happened next? Yeah, I went back to uh, trying to come up with new parts. And like soon after I came back and that didn't go through, I didn't make a sale and um, I, didn't, I didn't waste my time because I learned. There was a customer in the area in the Chicago suburbs that uh, often call me. And I'm the type of person that uh, when I was working at Toronto, it doesn't matter if it was eight o'clock at night, if it was 
you know, Saturday, people would call me and I would try to help if I was able to talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. He called me and, and I helped him out and he sounded very stressed out. So I, I asked, you know, you sound like things are not going well. <laughs> and he told me, well, this is just too much work for what we can handle. Mm. And I said to him, well, I have a machine. And he said, you do? I'm like, yeah, what size? And I explained to him what I had. And he said, oh, let me send you some parts. And you can take a look at them and you can code them. And that's how everything started. Wow. It wasn't like I was looking for it at that point. Mm -hmm. But your network is what? Mm -hmm. so, so then you made some parts. And then uh, do you have other customers after that now? Or is he main, mainly your your client? He's uh, mainly um, my main customer right now. Mm -hmm. You can go through or go to many customers if you're not, if you don't have a bigger shop. I mean, with two or three machines, I mean, you're not going to satisfy. So since then, you've bought some more machines, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because you needed them, you needed them to make parts for him? Yeah, mainly for me, in order to leave Tornos, one machine was gonna be, wasn't going to be enough. Mm -hmm. So before I made the decision, because they, they kept asking me if I would consider doing it full-time. You weren't working for Tornos full-time? I was. So the story is that um, I started making parts for them 2018, around April. And I was still working for Tornos. And I was making parts for them as a part-time. So I would work in the office and from the office go to the shop and then run parts until like 11 and then leave the machine running for another two hours by itself. And Saturdays I would be at the shop every day. Sundays I would be at the shop every day. You're not lazy. <laughs> yeah. But I was happy to do it. I mean, it's one thing I always wanted to do. Yeah. And after, I think it was like six months, I purchased another machine and I sat down with um, the company, the owners of the company, and we got in, uh, an agreement um, and they pretty much gave me a, a whole book of business for both machines. The same, the same customer? Yeah, the same customer. Very cool. So right now you have one customer that's gotten given you a good book of business. Yeah, yeah. And how, what's what's next? How do you plan to, or is your, your hands are just full already? Well, right now, um, there is always short-term goals and there's always long-term goals. Right now, I'm, I'm, the building I'm at, it's already full. So you moved from the five-car garage yeah, I did. Last year in October, uh, when I left Tornos, I moved into a 4,000 square foot building. That's where I'm at. Okay. And I will be here for the next two years. How old are you? I'm 37. 37. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good age. I'm almost 40. God help me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, right now, I'm, I think I'm just going to lay back and, and, you know, keep running the machines that I have right now and, you know, we'll see how the future looks like. Yeah. And do you feel like your skills are improving as 
times going on or and you have no employees it's just you correct no i do have uh, one employee you have one employee yeah what's his title uh he's an operator okay um yeah but he's he's learning what are you most uh excited about in uh 2020 2020 well um 2018 was um more of a investing year mm -hmm. and 2020 seems to me more of a laid back and then and, and you know organized things yeah i do plan to get um iso in place do you feel like this is the land of opportunity uh definitely yeah if you if you if you do want to do something it is um, the opportunities are there it's just a matter of uh, um, working hard for them and yeah. going after them and I think uh, there is there is a lot of opportunities I think so in this business you're and you, you are uh, you know an example of it so uh, I thank you for being on the podcast and uh, it was really good to, to get to talk to you in more depth. Yeah, thank you.